Hey, you're listening to the Debt-Free CEO Podcast, where you'll learn ways to manage your finances in your personal or business life to set you on the path to debt-free and on to financial freedom. I'm Megan, your debt-free finance coach, former high school math teacher, now a debt-free entrepreneur. In 2021, I paid off $53,000 worth of debt in 12 months so that I could walk away from the classroom. Whether you're on the path to debt-free or looking for ways to manage your finances better, you're in the right place. Walking the path to financial freedom doesn't have to be lonely. We're in this together. Hey friend, thanks for joining me. I am so happy that you are here. This is something that I've had on my heart for a very long time and it is finally coming to fruition. So if you're taking the time out of your day to listen to this first episode, thank you. And I hope that my story and my journey to debt-free can impact you and encourage you to go down that path yourself. I want to start off by saying this wasn't easy and I didn't do it alone. I am married to my husband, Ramiro, and he has been such a huge part in this journey as well. And he has been such a big supporter and such a big encourager of all of the things that we've accomplished. So I am forever thankful for him and maybe I can get him on the podcast one day. We'll see. Um, but I want to start at the very beginning because I am, if you've heard a little bit of my story, you know that I talk a lot about how we paid off $53,000 worth of debt in 12 months, but it didn't start there and it didn't start that way. We started when we got married, we had over $70,000 worth of debt together while both making less than $100,000 a year together. So in order for you to understand the whole story, I'm going to take you back to 2018 when my husband and I were just dating and had just graduated from college with our masters. So we went to a private Christian university. And if you know anything about private education, that is not cheap. So (laughs) we graduated college with our masters and we had together 30, I had $36,000 worth of debt in school loans and he had $15,000 worth of debt in school loans. And as soon as we graduated with our masters, we got engaged. And so what comes after <laughs> engagement? A wedding. So we got engaged in September of 2018. And let me just, so just so you can understand me a little bit better. I have no limits on my goals. I will say the most outlandish things and I'll do them because I, I love, I love big goals. I'm very high achieving. I am a little crazy. Um, so I understand that my story and our story may not be normal to everybody, but it is our story and it is our journey. And so I do want to share that with you today so that you understand more and understand better. So after graduating college, we decided to get engaged. So we got engaged September of 2018 and we were planning for a wedding in March of 2019. And I am crazy when it comes to goals. So I was at that point in time, like, honey, why don't we look into buying a house as well? I mean, you have to have somewhere to live when you're married, right? And renting at the time, um, just didn't sound like a very good idea financially and we could afford to buy a home. So that's what we did. (laughs) In November of 2018, we closed on our first home together. So not only did we have school loans, we also decided to buy a $200,000 house together. 
So in the middle of wedding planning, we decided to buy a home, which truthfully is where a lot of our money went at the time. So financially, to be completely honest, we couldn't really afford a wedding. So what did we do? We put a lot of our wedding charges on a credit card. Granted, that is not always the smartest thing. It was 0% interest for 12 months, 15 months, something like that. So I wasn't too worried about it, but we made another risky decision. By the time the wedding got here in March and we were done with all that, we ended up having somewhere between eight to $10,000 worth on that credit card. So going into a marriage with the amount of school loans that we had, now a mortgage and all of this credit card debt, it was kind of a lot. It was a lot of first time husband and wife. And then on top of that, in April, that same year, 2019, I had to buy my first car. So not only did we have the school loans, the credit card, our mortgage, I then had to buy a $15,000 car unexpectedly. So that was then another added expense and another form of debt that we got ourselves into. And mind you, I was at the time a teacher in the DFW area and my husband was only working part-time. He was doing personal training on the side and doing all types of random side gigs just to bring home money, just to provide for us. So I was really the one that was providing for us at the time and carrying a lot of the financial load on top of all of the, the bills and all of the debt that we had. It was overwhelming and it was kind of a lot. Now, if you're single and you're trying to pay off debt, you're not going to relate as much to me as you would if you were married, but I want to preface that by saying, had I been single, I still would have done some of the things that we did because I'm passionate about financial freedom and because I'm passionate about my, my finances and saving money. So I just want to say that, but if you are married or are getting married, um, then this story can relate really closely to you, um, and maybe encourage and inspire you. So getting married with all that debt was hard. I don't regret any of it for a second, but I don't want to sugarcoat it like it was easy. Money in a marriage is, is really hard. It, it can be one of the contributing factors to divorce. And so if you and your spouse aren't communicating openly and on the same page about money, then it can cause a lot of issues. So the other thing, when you when we got married, it wasn't like he had his debt and I had my debt and it was separate. I, when we got married, it was our debt now. And so I had to carry his debt with me just like he had to carry my debt with him. So it can be a lot for a first time marriage and a first time couple. Now I was a teacher, so I had summers off. So again, I am the worker type. I, <laughs> I hustle I do whatever needs to be done to pay the bills, to make extra money, to make sure that we have what we need. And so that summer of 2019, I worked a lot of side jobs. I coached club volleyball. I did a lot of crafts and sold those on the side while Romero was still working part-time making, I think $15 an hour at the time. So we worked really, really hard together to number one, pay off that credit card that was about to be up and was going to start charging us tons and tons of interest. So that August I started back up teaching and thankfully Romero got a, another gym job and it was paying a little bit more. So that was nice. He was able to help out with the financial load a little bit more. Again, by that November, we actually paid off that entire credit card that we had put our wedding on. So we had paid off 
eight to ten thousand dollars. I'm not real sure how much was on it, but we paid somewhere around that amount amount from when we opened it to so in about twelve months. We paid that much off in about twelve months. So if you know me, I'm crazy. And so I'm always looking for ways to lower our monthly spending, to save money on interest and such. And so after we paid off that credit card, I actually refinanced my car for a better interest rate so that my monthly payment would be a little bit lower because I'll tell you this, there's nothing that I hate more than throwing money down the drain. And interest is literally just take a a wad of cash and flush it. And that, that drives me up a wall. So then we got to the beginning of 2020. Husband is still working at the gym. I'm still teaching lots of big goals for that year. And then the dreaded C word, which I don't even want to say it on my podcast. So I won't, but it's 2020 and it was March. You do the math. So my husband got laid off from his personal training job and I was at home working full time um, as a teacher. So we kind of really didn't know what that year was going to hand us as as I'm sure as a lot of people didn't either. Um, and so my husband was now home full time, no money, no job. And I was teaching at home, thankfully was still employed, but he was kind of in this limbo spot of, okay, what's next? And if you know me, I, at the beginning of the year, I always set really big goals. And so for that year, 2020, I was like, I want to do this. I want to do that. All of these financial goals. And then we just got slapped with, we got slapped with the pandemic and that was, that was tough. So as that year progressed and as that year continued, well, we weren't going out, we weren't doing any spending, we weren't driving. So really we were able to cut back a lot of our expenses and I'm not a big online shopper anyways. So I didn't have one of those shopping problems during the pandemic. Um, mainly just because I don't, I don't buy too many things for myself and my husband, thankfully he doesn't spend at all. I have to spend for him. I'm like, okay, honey, we can buy you a new pair of shoes. Like your other ones are old. It's okay, sweetheart. So I, he's really good about not spending. So if anything, I'm the spender in the family. So that year we decided that we were going to pay off my car. So I'm a very visual person. So what did I do? I made a thing for the fridge and it showed how much we owed, which I think at the time was $13,000. And I counted down 13, 12, 11, 10, all the way to zero. And every time we paid a thousand dollars off on our car, I would cut the, the slip and that was on our fridge. And so that was our motivation to get that paid off that year. Also, it was 2020 at the time too. So thankfully our loans were paused and that was a blessing because we weren't paying interest on those. And we didn't even have to make those payments at the time either. Now, when you're trying to go debt-free, the number one thing they always say is don't get yourself further into debt. And it was 2020. We had never done like a big purchase for ourselves or purchase for our house. So we decided to buy brand new couches that I think cost anywhere between 2000 to 2500 and we put it on a credit card. Now, again, I'm not an advocate for spending money on credit cards, but we did put it on a 0% interest credit card and we had, you know, a good track record with the one that we did for the wedding. So we felt confident about it and we didn't feel like it was a big deal. So we ended up doing that. 
And that was in the summer and Ramiro was still unemployed. And so we were just talking to God, praying like, okay, what's next for him? What's next for us? And God was most definitely on our side and looking out. He actually got a job at his current position. He is a strength and conditioning coach and he coaches slash teaches PE. And that was an absolute blessing. And so it finally felt like, okay, we can breathe. He's not doing these part-time jobs anymore. Um, We were both making Dallas teacher salaries, which were very nice and very good and such a blessing for our family. And so we finally felt like, okay, let's do this. And I told you earlier that I am the queen of side jobs. And so I was also at that time decided to join an MLM to help me make extra money too. Now I'm not currently with that MLM and I didn't stay with them too much longer after we went debt free, but it served its purpose for that short amount of time and it opened up other doors. And for that, I am incredibly grateful. So not only was I teaching coaching club volleyball, doing projects on the side, but I was also doing this MLM because I was so money hungry and just wanted to pay off our debt. So I don't, I don't encourage (laughs) you to necessarily live your life that way, but I am encouraging you to work hard for the things that you want. And for us, I desperately wanted us to have that financial freedom. So with that MLM and with all of these other side gigs that I was doing, and now Romero was making full-time income, I felt like we were really able to start aggressively attacking our debt, not just like, okay, a couple extra payments here or a couple extra hundred dollars here and there. Like I was like, no, we we can double up these car payments. Let's triple up these car payments. Like let's get serious about this. So that's what we did. We started, I think, um, in the summer we still had $13,000 worth on my car. And I told Ramiro, I was like, okay, honey, I want to pay that off by the end of the year. And every time I tell him my goals, he's always like, oh gosh, you're so crazy. But, but he always encourages me and I'm thankful for that. So I was teaching, he was teaching and I was working side jobs and he was doing a little bit of personal training on the side, but it wasn't, you know, something, it wasn't too crazy. Um, but the other thing was this was about the same time, the end of 2020 was about the same time that I truly started being unhappy in the classroom. And if you know me, I went to school to be a teacher. I got my master's in education leadership of hopes of becoming an administrator one day. And I just felt like all of those big things and all that money that I had spent on my education, I just was finally like, I don't know if that's what's meant for me anymore. And I am the type of person that my mental health is very important. And I don't believe that you should stay in situations that you're not happy in. And so that was uh, the point in time that I really started thinking, can I do other things outside of the classroom or am I just meant to be a teacher for the rest of my life? Because when you go to school for five years and you spend, you know, hundreds and thousands of dollars on an education at some part, it becomes your identity and you start to believe that that's what you're made to do for the rest of your life, which in hindsight, 2020 is not, not true at all. You are capable to do anything and everything that you choose and set your mind to. So back to my story, sorry. (laughs) At the end of 2020, we did, we paid off my car and that was when I really started opening my eyes to, okay, wow, we could do this. I think my car payment was 300, $350 at the time. And so once we had dropped that off of our list, 
um, out of our budget, I was like, okay, wow. We, if we really want to get serious about this, we can do this because I was unhappy teaching. My husband now had a great and steady job and I felt like it was time for me to be able to explore. You know, he had his opportunity to job search and to try a a few different things out and try a few jobs out. And I kind of felt like maybe it's my turn to step into that role because I felt like there was more for me than just a classroom teacher. And if you're a, a teacher and you're enjoying that. I love that for you. And I support you and I wish you the best. Unfortunately, I was at the point where I was not happy anymore. And I am not the type of person that stays in a situation that I am not happy or that I am not being fulfilled. And you shouldn't either if that's you. So at the beginning of 2021, I sat down with my husband and we looked at all of our debt that we still had. And at that that point in time, it was $53,000 worth. And I was like, okay, honey, I'm not happy in the classroom. I want to pay off all of this debt so that our monthly spending can be reduced significantly. And that way I can potentially walk away from the classroom for good and pursue whatever it is that was on my heart. And once again, he looked at me like I was crazy, like, okay, honey, that's a lot of money, but you know, whatever you've got it all figured out. He very much lets me, um, be the one that does the budgeting and does the the strategic planning of it all. And I'm forever thankful for that. So that's what I did. I set the big goal of $53,000 worth of debt. And I also set the goal of leaving the classroom that same year. So I got serious about my side jobs. I was again, still teaching full-time, still coaching club volleyball, still doing my MLM. And then uh, in April, I actually picked up another part-time job. So I was doing anything and everything to financially be able to leave the classroom. And thankfully, if you don't know, teachers get paid. If they choose, they can get paid through the summer. And so for me, it was January. And I was like, look, I'm going to have my teacher paycheck all the way until August. So I really only need to figure out how to pay or how to earn money from September on to the rest of the year. I was like, that's like eight months. Like that. And at the time, I was like, that's so doable. Like it just, it's so it's so easy. Like, why not now? Why don't don't wait until later? So that was what I did. I used leaving the classroom as my big motivation. And when I talk to people about going debt-free, I always ask them, what's your why? Because my why was my family. My why was my mental health. My why was my future daughter, now daughter. I didn't know what my, (laughs) my child would be at the time, but I didn't want to have kids if I was still in the classroom. I didn't want to bring another human into this life if I didn't know that I could have the freedom to do anything and everything for them. I am very much an all-in type of person. And if I'm not 100% all-in on something, aka teaching, then I'm not going to do it. So that was my why for being aggressive with our debt. And so at that time, all we had left was that one credit card and school loans. And so I just started chipping away at it every single month. And long story short, the way that we did that was we lived off of my husband's paycheck. So he was now making good teacher salary. So we lived off his money and all of my checks, essentially, uh, we sent to our debt. And so from January to March, my husband and I flirted with the idea of me leaving the classroom. But as time went on and he saw how unhappy I was, by the end of March, him and I both decided we were like, okay, it's time, Megan. 
you need to walk in there and you need to resign. Like, this is not, this is not good for you anymore. This is not healthy. You're not happy. Do it. Like you're going to be okay. You can do this. So I did on, on March 26, 2021, I walked in and I gave my letter of resignation and I said, I would not be returning the next school year. And when you had had have made something your identity for as long as I did, which was, I mean, I was the girl that played teacher growing up. Like I wanted to be a teacher my whole life, (laughs) you know, and then you go to school and you pay to be a teacher and then you get out of the class or out of, you know, college and you're going to the classroom. So I feel like it was my whole identity. It was my whole life. And I finally was walking away from that. And that can be such a shock at first. And that's exactly what it was. (laughs) I was mid like, oh my gosh, did I just make a big mistake? But thankfully I taught high school math and I knew that if I did want to go back either in August or even if I finished the rest of 2021 and realized that I needed to go back in the January of the next year, I knew that I could. So I wasn't as worried about that. I was really just worried about, okay, now that I actually did resign, how am I going to make money? Well, how, what am I going to do to provide for the family? So that May, I ended up walking away from the classroom and it was great. I felt so free. I felt so open. I was having such a great summer, just kind of, you know, navigating what was next for me. I was still doing some side gigs. I was still participating in this MLM thinking that that was kind of the path that I was going to go down for real, for real. But then something just kept pulling at my heartstrings. Something kept tugging of like, okay, that's not where you're supposed to be, Megan. That's not what's meant for you. So that was kind of hard because I was like, okay, well, I left teaching and I have, I have such an entrepreneurial heart that I knew I wanted to do something like run a business or, you know, something that allowed me to have that freedom. And I was quickly realizing that, that the MLM was not for me. And so I kind of felt lost again of like, okay, well then what's next? Because I don't have anything. So I honestly started getting panicked a little bit. Um, and so I started applying to random jobs just to see if I could get anything. And I actually started working with one of my good friends, Megan and Landon Price Photography. I will just give them a little shout out. Um, I started freelancing for them and doing some social media management and some admin tasks. And I was like, wow, okay, I actually really enjoy this because I was already doing those type of things anyways with my own business, my MLM business at the time. And so I was like, why not? like continue this, but I still didn't have all the puzzle pieces. So I was like, all right, whatever, like let's do that and let's see where it goes. So I did that. And then I ended up getting a part-time job at a marketing company. Um, still just like pulling at straws of like, okay, God, what am I supposed to be doing? Where do you want me? What's going on? I have no idea. Like just feeling kind of, you know, overwhelmed and whatnot, but because I had been such a financial contributor to this family that I knew I needed to make money somehow because one, my family depended on it. And two, I needed that fulfillment for myself. So I finished the end of 2021 working all of those side jobs, the part-time job at the marketing firm, coaching club volleyball, freelancing with a few clients on the side. I was just like, okay, what am I doing, Megan? This is not why I left teaching. Like, okay, get it together. So as I was freelancing and still doing part-time jobs at the end of 2021, my husband and I were still aggressively trying to pay off debt and tackle that $53,000 worth. And thankfully with all of the, you know, side jobs that I was doing and his income, we were able to do it. We paid off $53,000 worth of debt that year in 2021. And it was very impactful and it made us feel such relief, which is truly what led into 
the next season of life. So it was 2022 January that I realized, okay, I found this freelancing course and I was like, wow, she spoke right to me. She had also been in an MLM. She had been in my position where she was tired of teaching and I just felt like she was talking to my soul. And so I took her little free training and quickly was like, okay, wow, this is exactly what I, what I want to do. And so that January I bought Aubrey Malik's course, the prep, and it was, it was the game changer from there on out. I, I finally feel like I had all the puzzle pieces that I had been missing, you know, leaving teaching, searching for more, joining that MLM, which was kind of what I wanted to do, but not exactly aligned with what I wanted to do. And then doing some freelancing things on the side. I just felt like all the puzzle pieces finally came together and aligned. And that was when I started my own freelancing business. And it immediately was such a blessing to our family. I was still doing at the time. So I quit my, one of my part-time jobs and I was just doing you know, coaching club volleyball. And I was just doing my freelancing and I was so thankful for that. So I just felt like all the puzzle pieces had truly come together. And I had mentioned earlier that I was scared of having a child while I was still in the classroom because I didn't know what that, I didn't want to, I'm an all in type of person. So I wanted to make sure that I was going to be able to go all in with it. And so literally I already told you I was a little crazy earlier, but (laughs) In January, when I had quit my part-time job and told my husband I wanted to start my own business, I also was like, hey, do you, do you want to try for a baby too? And he, we both just felt like it was finally the right time for that. And so not only did <laughs> not only did I quit my part-time job and start my business, but we also got pregnant that February of 2022. So that was once again, another huge adjustment and another crazy thing to be doing alongside of running a business. Would I go back and change any of it? Absolutely not. God has placed everything in our lives and on our path the way that he was supposed to. And I am so thankful for that. So started my business in February, got pregnant in February and just navigated pregnancy and navigated the future of motherhood and navigated growing my business. And it hasn't been easy. Um, I would not change any of it for the world. So now I am a year into business and I am speaking to you on this podcast and I'm just so thankful for everything that God has done in my life and thankful for the path that he has led me down. We are still debt free to this day. We don't have any car payments. We don't have any school loans. We don't have any credit cards. And I am so thankful for that because I know that it's changed the trajectory of my husband and I's life. And so that has really been what has inspired this podcast, what has inspired a lot of the things that I have done and am doing because I know how impactful it has been for my family. And so I hope to impact you and your family and hopefully help you along the way and teach you some tips and tricks that I have learned. So thank you for joining for my first podcast episode ever. I cannot wait to chat with you again and again and again. Hey, thanks so much for listening to the Debt-Free CEO Podcast. Make sure to check out the show notes for this episode on meganmendez.com or the link below. Also, make sure to follow me at meganmendez underscore underscore on all social media platforms. Connect with us on Instagram and Facebook. In the meantime, happy budgeting. See you next time.